Hello and welcome. It's the Push Record and Run Shallot Records podcast episode number 12. Today we have down in the studio the Lincoln Band Hardly, of which there are only two members currently, Colby and Austin. Colby is the figurehead of the band, the sole proprietor of the name Hardly for the last few years, and the primary songwriter. Uh, and Austin is the brand new lead guitarist. So we're really excited to have them down here and chat about maybe where they plan on going with the band's lineup in the future and how their creative process is now working with more than one person in the band. Uh, so stay tuned. Um, thanks again to KZUM for all of their continued support and everything that they do for us via advertisement. Um, and uh, as always, if you are at all interested in recording digital or most importantly, analog, please hit us up on any of our social media pages, uh, Instagram, Facebook, or via Shallot Records at Outlook.com and we will get you down here in the studio for some quality recording time. All right, without further ado, this is Hardly on the Shallot Records Push, Record, and Run podcast. <laughs> I didn't write down any questions, so I guess we could just start. How's y'all's week been? Uh, mine's been pretty normal. It's been work, come home, and that's all of it, honestly. Yeah. Can, can you tell them where they work, or is this a, 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 like a matter of national security? National security. <laughs> uh, I, work, I work for Homeland Security. Yeah? And I mean, this is, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, so if I'm not, this actually isn't true. But, <laughs> okay. So one of the thing, one of the craziest things I've, I've seen at my job is... Uh, uh, someone sent in like a picture, like they got to prove that they're married to gain citizenship. Sure. And uh, like he sent, they most people, they send in like pictures of them on vacation or with their family, uh, mar- like the mm-hmm. wedding ceremony. Yeah. But like this guy, he, s- <laughs> he sent in a picture of him getting his dick sucked. Can I say Whoa. dick? Or- yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, he sent That's an, a ballsy move. That is marriage if I've and ever seen it. I've I've never heard of anyone getting a blowjob outside of marriage. So. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It never no. happens. No. So yeah. So this guy's legit so is we, what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's probably a citizen. <laughs> he's probably right a citizen now. Yeah. I don't know where he lives, but shout out to that guy. Was his wedding ring a cock ring? Ooh. I didn't. Albert? I mean, okay, so you guys know like the, the other end. You guys know like the. <laughs> I was going a little bit more uh, uh, body modification around. Oh god. You know like the the snack size Pringle cans. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> that's like that's like what it was like. It was very very girthy. Well, yeah, yeah. We're talking about this this man's girth right now. I think that's a good way to start. Yeah. yeah. What else would we start oh, with? <laughs> I don't know. Hell yeah. I got totally lost. After I hope that. my mom, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. I was like, what? <laughs> wow. That's amazing though. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be even funnier if he was like getting his dick sucked and the woman was in a wedding dress. <laughs> I yeah. mean, then um, that would be overkill. This is my honeymoon. 
Yeah. It'd be over right here. This is my honeymoon. You guys want more proof? Yeah. What more do you need? <laughs> Look to Pornhub. We got it all uploaded on there. Oh my god. So, this is Hardly, and this is Austin, new member of Hardly. Colby, yeah. tell me a little bit about how this happened. So, uh, believe it or not, this kid comes from the same small town that I'm from. Whoa. Ooh. What small town? Humphrey, Nebraska. Humphrey. Yeah. It's Humphrey like Bogart. Yeah, Humphrey Bogart? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's that? Humphrey Bogart. He was a, like, I think I think he was an actor back in like the 50s and 60s. Oh, I don't know. That's the, that's the <laughs> only that Humphrey that that's I know. That's what Harry Potter was named after. He must have been a scary dude. The, the, the Bogart and Harry <laughs> the Potter. Bogart. Oh, the Bogart. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He must have been a man of like every, of all faces. He could do any character. Yeah. But yeah, he's from... Humphrey as well. He's a grade below me. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I don't even know. I don't know. Like, it literally happened within the last, like, year or two. You had been reaching out to me about, like, just jamming and everything else yeah. like that. You've been getting more into guitar. And so. Yep. Yeah. It just, like, blossomed from there. He, like, he did some great, like, he, he went from point a to point b with like great progression it was insane because like within a year he was just like <clears throat> playing everything that like i already don't play and i can't play and so i was just like yeah dude yeah if, if you're serious about this let's do this thing because yeah i didn't I'm even the most know serious you, person i didn't even know you were into music back in the <laughs> back in the day he just doesn't listen to anything just silence yeah <laughs> high so school you, of like like under 100 people he didn't even know yeah i didn't wow. know dude that's well, crazy yeah. so you guys just like met after the fact we we knew each other oh, okay. i mean it's a small right, small town right. but I mean, like, well, like you became better friends more yeah, recently here. like it wasn't like a long-standing friendship yeah like i didn't know like i didn't have anything against him but i yeah. just i didn't jive with a lot of people from my hometown like I was kind of the I was the emo kid if you can imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was the emo kid and like I wonder I I really actually wonder what Austin thinks about all this cuz he uh, I imagine he kind of thought like, "Oh, well, who is this weirdo right no, now?" No. I always thought it was cool cuz I was playing guitar when I was in high school and I knew Colby played and like I I knew he was really good and like so like everyone was I'm not gonna talk that. So everyone, like, Humphrey, compared to Col listening. compared to <laughs> compared to Colby, like, everyone's kind of middle ground or like similar Blase. in a way, similar similar in a way, like not really sure. stand out in like a certain way other than sports because that's what we're known for in Humphrey. But Colby was just like out there, like real cool hair, just yeah. Always, he just seemed cool all the time. I, that's what I thought. Yeah, I we, went to high school in a small town, and they have a there's a definite different i'm not sure i understand oh my god excuse me <laughs> what, what do you don't, not yeah. understand siri this siri. is my this is my childhood this I is our childhood I think, to, I think your dick spoke to <laughs> the phone <laughs> just trying to get into homeland security yeah. <laughs> they've been listening <laughs> i'm fired <laughs> lost his job Ooh. instantly 
Yeah, but there's Damn. a lot of country bumpkins out in those small towns, so yeah. it's hard to find people that jive sometimes. You know? Right. Well, oh, you can. Yeah. I, if, if I'm reading this right, it seems like maybe you were the kind of kid who I would have thought in high school, oh man, he wants to get out of here. He wants to do some oh, fun yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, maybe not fun shit, but he's just like, man, he's just got he's got a sour taste in his mouth and he's just gangsty <laughs> as shit and just needs to get on out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but that, yeah, that was just like always funny because I had no idea he played any music growing up. How long have you been playing guitar for? Um, I started playing when I was like twelve or thirteen, but like it was not super regular. Sure. But or no lessons, guitar. YouTube. Yeah. But <laughs> what kind of guitar do you play? I have a Squire Stratocaster. Um, I think it's like a. I don't know what it's... Fuck yeah. It's well, like a weird name. I don't really remember what it is, but it's awesome. It's and then I, I've been playing... Series, right? Like, I have a Telecaster like oh, this. Oh, beauty, man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't recognize what that was. showing us his tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the one that... That's the one that, like... <laughs> yeah. When I got that guitar, that's when I really started going in. And, like, I mean, I get off work and I just go home and play. Yeah. And then I go to bed. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, that was me in high school, though. So I can I can resonate with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a long time, I didn't even have an amplifier. I just like oh. went I went straight into a little preamp and then out into my four track deck. Oh, um, yeah. and and I'm I'm feeling that again now that I'm able to fuck out fuck around with like uh, amp emulator plugins, yeah. um, oh, tools, yeah. you know, because yeah. I just go di straight into there and then it's yeah. like oh man. I mean I mean it's, you still get the feel of it. You still get the 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 sound of the guitar, but you just get to it's all digital, you know. No, yeah, and it's That's definitely sick. like you're able to do a lot more than like if you're paying for like an amp you're gonna be paying out the ass for all the effects yeah. and like once you have the amp simulator you have it all basically so right you pay once like a hundred dollars maybe yeah and once you put a microphone in the mix of everything that's going on it adds so many variables to it yeah. so it's it's fun to just manipulate everything right there on the spot. Oh, yeah no yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we could go on about in the box recording and mixing yeah. for days. No, I tell straight you. up. <laughs> well, that that uh, brings me to something I wanted to talk about. So you went to music school, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> Colby, and okay, so where was that again? It was at uh, Northeast Community College in Norfolk. And yeah. Yeah. The actual uh, like degree name is audio recording and technology. Ooh. So yeah, it was like all about that stuff. So Tight. yeah, and. Like they, we were talking about your uh, nice, nice little tape deck that you got. <laughs> uh, they were just like, yeah, we'll kind of teach you the fundamentals about that, but we'll never like let you touch it. Like, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like, uh, yeah, it just wasn't viable. Yeah. It wasn't anything like mm-hmm. we needed to learn. Yeah. Like that's just like niche type stuff, which is super cool because it holds like great, great value that people don't understand there's like a lot more stuff in commercial music that people realize is done on a tape deck yeah yeah yeah. it's crazy so well there's there's so many different things that you can fuck around with the tape decks too yeah um like i was i was watching uh um what's the seattle um sleepless in seattle (laughs) i just watched that the other night (laughs) i did i did uh but krxp yeah is that it yeah so k K-E-X-P. That's yeah. it. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, it was the, they're doing this new YouTube series where they have on uh, just different artists and they t- they go track by track. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it, what is it called? Um, um, 
isolated, was, isolated tracks. Isolated tracks. That's yeah. it. Oh. Super tight. If you have it, you have a second. Check it. Check it out because he goes down into his production techniques for every single track. Like my favorite artists are doing this show. And yeah. so I'm finally getting to like sit. No, yeah. It's like sitting down with my favorite artist and like, oh my god, how did you do this? Yeah. So as a producer, it's unbelievably valuable. No, yeah. Have you ever heard of Song Exploder? No, yeah. no. Yeah, it, I yeah, have you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's pretty dope. They, I don't know, like it, it's definitely hit or miss. Like I don't know, there's been a few artists that I'm just like, oh yeah, I would love to like really dig deep into like their mind and Break what they were down. doing at that time right right but like yeah it's super cool because they have i guess what probably isolated tracks does is where they break it down they're like oh let's have this they take basically the session they take the vocals the guitar or the bass and they like single it out and they're like yeah this is kind of what drove the song there's just like this bass line that we just like really dug and then like yada 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 just lay down this guitar riff and they just like piece it all together and it's yeah. pretty cool and so i don't know about I yeah it's pretty much but, the same they basically just go, reminds go through me of that. Them, yeah, yeah solo them and yeah. Like, yeah this is they're how like, yeah this that's one. what this is and <laughs> yeah yeah right well i i brought that up because Stu was talking about how uh when he went to daptone in new york or whatever it's where like amy winehouse recorded it's all an all analog studio and uh and he was like so what they do there is they increase and decrease the EQ at this point when they're sending it into the tape machine and then they flip it coming out back out of the tape machine and I tried that and I was like <laughs> I I need better studio monitors but I can I can see how it would work in theory you so know is it just I mean? supposed to flatten the curve it's supposed to flat well it's supposed to um, take take away the best aspects of the tape Right, oh, okay. the, the the parts that it picks up, like within the, yeah. the the spectrum of sound. That so we it's hear. N it's not from the actual performance that they're doing the EQing. It's just from the tape. Like yeah, they're like they're preemptively being like putting this EP on. So they're like, this is what usually happens. So yes. we'll take it away and yep. then we'll put it back on. Exactly. Okay. That makes exactly. sense. That makes sense. It's kind of cool. So there's little yeah. little things like that that yeah. you would have no idea. Yeah, unless, like, especially you know. yeah because tape is like dealing with a whole different instrument when digital is supposed to be as clean and right. uh, what what would you say neutral? Yeah, as possible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe a little sterile. Yeah, a little sterile. <laughs> Just yeah. a little bit, you know. Little, I mean, of course, everybody mm, uses it, but yeah, and exactly. you can get beautifully sounding recordings out of digital. Yeah. But yeah, it's all a matter of how you use everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, for sure. <laughs> so, what did you start off with in terms of a DAW? Um, uh, oh, Garage Band, probably. Garage Band, okay. but uh, like I was young, I was like trying to kind of record stuff but i guess i was more into the like realm of uh songwriting when i was in like high school and stuff like that yeah, yeah. so i delved more into that than really like wanting to try like i always wanted to try and record my own stuff but i didn't dive super deep into it until nice that's page. my bad <laughs> <laughs> i didn't dive deep into it until like college because i i knew uh that's just something that I wanted to do I didn't want to go to college at all like yeah. it was not something that was on my radar I was just like if there's anything that I want to do it's not gonna bring me any closer by going through college but mm -hmm. this was something that was like Norfolk somehow has a really high regarded recording school yeah which wow I would never understand <laughs> At least that's what they told me when I went there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking just back on them. it do you 
believe in that? <laughs> uh, like, I mean, it's just like what we were saying. It's like whatever you make it. And I yeah. think I was just like not super invested because I was just like, I'm going in this. I'm like going into this so I can like learn about the industry, learn about the ins and outs. And so I'm not going to look like an idiot when I try yeah. and do certain things. Right. But uh, yeah, like if I like really applied myself, it probably would have been like really great. But I don't know. I've what always, you make I've, of it. yeah, like ever since I've gone through school, it's always just been like, I know exactly what they're trying to ask of me, so I'm just gonna get the good grade if that's all that matters. <laughs> sure. Like at yeah. the end of time, yeah. Like, <laughs> so schooling isn't that great. Like what were the different teaching? Yeah. yeah. So for anybody who's interested in going to music production school at all, or just like uh, composition or whatever, mm-hmm. um, for you, was it how many credit hours were working on different different aspects? So how much of it was like mic play? I don't know, yeah. mic placement or songwriting or uh, you know mixing and stuff like that. So what did they focus? This was on? very very technical, not at all like really they had some aspects of where you had writing uh leniency to where like basically you were just learning about midi but other than that they weren't like teaching songwriting they were uh, teaching technical aspects and so literally uh one of the first things they always said when you got there is you would have god i can't even remember the hours but they would make you log and uh like clock in clock out for at least a few hours of just rolling up chords oh my god they told yeah they taught you how to roll up chords in the right way like like forward and back like yeah turn it over and it like flips right and then like again (laughs) and back and forth and like yeah that was one of their biggest things i ain't gonna do that shit just gonna put it in my hand on my elbow and just like a garden hose baby yeah (laughs) that's hilarious austin is sitting right in front of my little uh um, stack of, of desk drawer sort of yeah, unit yeah, yeah. there, and the each one just like each one has shove. a ball of chords in it, <laughs> you know. And I so it is out, an important skill. Yes, I pull out the whole ball every single time. I yeah. to... so like I mean like yeah, it, it seems ridiculous, but I've probably gotten like this uppity attitude about it now to be like you're not rolling up your chords right, but it's because yeah. I had to go through that. No, for sure. Yeah. That's great. That's. That's totally a, a skill that I, I would have been valuable yeah. for me to that, learn. Yeah, but. that's just like one thing out of everything. But it was mostly technical, and it was a. Sorry, I'm opening a beer time. A who garden? Who garden? Mind if you pass me one of those? Yeah, absolutely. Tight. Um. Yeah. So like most of it was uh, just learning the ins and outs. Like mostly engineering, somewhat mixing, and somewhat writing. So it was like seventy five. 75 uh, engineering yeah the rest was like more of the creative side right and so that's probably where i was just kind of checked out because i've never been super passionate about just the technical aspects but yeah it's takes a certain person to be really excited about and and the thing is like like hunter (laughs) but also like it's it's like creative in its own way because you can do a lot of different stuff it's just like for sure i was i was going in there not to be uh uh, a producer not to be a engineer not to be a uh, like a, a mix engineer i was yeah. going there to just learn the ins and outs so i could be better as a musician mm-hmm. and so that's just where sure i came up short <laughs> no for sure 
I, I think I fall where a lot of other people fall in terms of that, where they kind of want to learn the entire process from front to back so that they can play and record and produce and possibly even master every everything that they do, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. uh, and then see the finished product through to fruition because they're the artists and they want to have complete creative control, which is, is something I resonate with. Um, but maybe maybe you sort of focus more on the songwriting aspect of it. I mean, like I'm definitely along that vein of like I I get a little uh, like creative control crazy to the like sense of there's like this weird pride that you like that I had especially with my first EP is you're just like all right I kind of feel like this is not gonna come out perfect and like it takes a while to realize that and then you're like. But at least I did it myself, and I, yeah. I can. I'm self sufficient, which is like great. But also, like, if it's not everything that it can be, like that. That's what really sucks. Is like, it, it, what I'm going for now is more collaboration and like seeing how this weirdo over here is yeah, dead inside, but first. Uh, Talent. What is that? Uh, <laughs> Take out. I've never even read it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. What uh, I'm just reading off this cool. Austin shirt. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like so. I'm just looking forward to more collaboration and just uh, yeah, not wearing every single hat at one yeah. time because right. it's just too, too much. Heavy. Yeah, too speaking, heavy. Speaking of wearing hats, you want to do the Instagram thing, Gage? Oh yeah. All right, start the theme song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a theme song. Oh, but no, I'm... Play yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we went into your Instagram and we found a few pictures that we thought were interesting and we want you to give... It's it's like the the thing on Hot Ones, you know, where we they like... Your oh, yeah, right. We stalked your socials. Yeah, we stalked your socials. Okay, um, so right here we have you with just the front half of a car it's a hanging on the wall, <laughs> yeah, Cadillac. Cadillac. Um, and it looks like you're surfing on the ground. What's yeah. wh where did this car come from? Why is it in pieces? Okay, so try and keep everything short and concise. Uh, I went on a uh, vacation with my family to uh, the Ozarks? The Ozark Lakes? Mm -hmm. uh, the Lake of the Ozarks. Excuse me, everybody on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we had this like super crazy house that we uh, got with. It was just my family and a, my aunt and uncle and their two kids. And so we got this, like, decently big house, but it looked like uh, a Miami drug lord's house. Whoa. It was crazy. <laughs> like, there was, like, palm like fake palm trees everywhere. It was, like, super 80s style, like, uh, all over. Like, if I had more pictures, I saw which I was probably like, do. I saw there was other posts with, like, Roman coliseums in the place. Was yeah, that also Yeah, the there building? was also, like, columns and stuff. Like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like, everything was marble. Everything, so everywhere. Damn. And, like, uh, so it was really dope. And literally what I'm standing on in that picture is a pool table. Okay, this next picture is you <laughs> playing a piano. Uh, it seems like on some sidewalk, public area. Um, it's got eyes and glasses. It's bright green. It's got a whole lot of stuff, and you're just completely zoned in the pocket. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. What's going on here? Funny enough, that's on another family vacation. <laughs> uh, that's in Utah? Yeah. I believe. I think we were at... Uh, I, I, 
don't know. It's like Basalt Junction. Just go to different lakes. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah, uh, different lakes all the time. Uh, and that particular, I think, I don't know if it's called Junction, Junction City or something, but it's like where the, the two railroads drove the golden spike in the oh, ground to connect yeah, yeah. each other. And like that was like their big museum there, and then we were just w walking along uh, the sidewalk, and there was that, and uh, yeah, there's just a, a funky little cartoony piano yeah. out on the sidewalk, and I was probably playing like Purple Rain by Prince. Oh, on there, nice. getting really into it. So yeah. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. All right, this last one is is my own personal favorite. Um, um, it seems like you have a you have a knack for fashion. In a, in a lot of every time I see you, you're, you you've embodied some different fashion yeah. sort of not trope but just an idea, and this looks like you're actually on a runway in some mm -hmm. like high fashion, like really interesting garb. It seems very quarantine centric. Very yeah. Is that the the, the theme? He's wearing the... a a silver raincoat in one and a gas mask, and the other one he's wearing like a sheer white mask around his whole head mm. with some other crazy garb going on. It looks good though. It looks yeah, damn straight good. Straight up. So yeah, like uh this is actually like uh not something that's like a total joke like the other things I guess you'd yeah. say. But like I did do Omaha Fashion Week this whole of twenty twenty. So they have a spring and a fall uh season mm. basically. And uh, I walked for the same artist both both times. His name is Ronan Scar, and he does a lot of things uh, yeah. a bit more unorthodox from what you'd see on like mm -hmm. a regular yeah. runway, you'd probably sure. say. So like the very first time, that was not during quarantine. That was in February. So mm. that was like, he, that's his thing. He kind of always has like the face covered. Yeah. obviously uh, <laughs> nice. he or, orville peck style yeah yeah and so like yeah that was like a, a, my first experience that was in february and then he asked me to uh do it again for him in the fall which was like two in august probably that they did this yeah. and like this one they asked them to do more like everybody had to wear masks like use utilize it with your designs sure Excuse me. So uh, <laughs> the the second one's really cool because I, I got to learn a little bit more about it. Uh, he was uh, getting really inspired by, like, the Cherno Chernobyl disaster. Oh, wow. And, like, so every, uh, every design and every fit is based off of different people that helped with it. And uh, the one that I was wearing was basically the guy that came with, like, a power washer or whatever. And would just like come and like wash things off, clean things Nuclear out. Nuclear waste yeah. off. <laughs> Basically, and like yeah, so I, I'm probably job. not describing it perfectly, but yeah, I I loved this like outfit. I thought it was dope. Like it, it looks was so fun. It, I would play was, a show in that. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was like it was kind of a dream come true because I got to wear a, ma a gas mask. Like that's like <laughs> yeah. something like I felt like I never would wear in a regular setting, and that was kind of like showing it off so yeah. it was just it was fun and and the ronin scar is really really good at what he does and the cool thing about omaha fashion week is it's actually 
like the third biggest fashion show in America. Wow. Yeah, which is incredible. That's wild. Yeah. Dude, that, that's so cool. Yeah. It and might I... be the third or fourth, again, fact-checking, <laughs> but yeah. That's crazy, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> when I worked for the for the Daily Nebraska and we, we did like a huge coverage thing on yeah. it, you know? It was mm-hmm. like... All week long, every single day, we had somebody drive all the way to Omaha and, and yeah. take tons of pictures and shit like it's that. It's a pretty fun, like, uh, get-together, too, because it's, like, super, like, like it's not super high, like, high-society type stuff. It's yeah. just, like, regular, like, people that you see every day just in, like, a little bit more high-end fashion. And it's, right. it's pretty cool. It's, like, it's never been uppity or anything no, like that. yeah. So it's been, it's been fun. When do you start in and out? Yeah. When do you start getting into fashion? Was there like a period where you basically wore the clothes that your grandma got you, you know, and then and then you were like, hey, I might as well try to find my own brand, you know, my own style. Oh, God. Yeah, that I don't even know that that's something that doesn't have like a set point. Uh, sure. I think literally just one time I was just uh, decided I was probably with an ex of mine at some point, but I uh decided to go thrifting and then i was just like let me go look in everywhere let me not like just uh keep myself in the men's section let me go to the women's to the like wherever else the like coats and like really crazy stuff that Mm -hmm. they have going on there and i was just like man like I can wear anything I want. There's no, there's <laughs> yeah, no reason a, to like stay away from anything. That's probably yeah. a great moment in my life when I was like, I can wear women's shirts. These are way cooler. They fit well too. Uh-huh. It's nice. They yeah, got, like, there's so much cooler. Yeah. Showing off a collarbone yeah. and stuff. Come on. No, yeah, yeah. You're missing out if you're not just like making everything unisex. Come on, people. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Wear a dress. It's wear, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All it's right. Super well, comfy too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go on a quick break. Yeah. We'll be back to talk about some songwriting and stuff. This is the break And we're back. Okay. In black. In black. I know you were and plaid. so excited <laughs> to hear about songwriting. But I feel like at the midway point, now is the time for the people using podcasts as a soothing device. So we're going to calm you down. And we're going to hear from Colby and Austin. Tell us what inspired. And that's why we're here. <laughs> that's why we're here on that's the Push Record and Run Shallow yeah. Records podcast. 
That Hope was, you fell asleep in that time frame. <laughs> that was your chance. You can't fall asleep now because we're talking business. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Big business. When you're trying to get into the zone of songwriting, what is your process? What What is your your usual step-by-step if you have one you know yeah like i mean i don't think i do but i probably do and uh like if somebody had me in their little bubble truman show aspect they'd probably be able to uh analyze what i'm doing from day to day but i don't know like kind of depends like it's all uh like i've i've started a new thing where the small little room that i work with i just Shut all the blinds, make it as dark as possible. I'll light a candle, turn on my uh, uh, what are those called? Uh, Himalayan salt lamp because oh, they yeah. do oh, so yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, yeah, but they're, like, they're I've been trying yeah. that, yeah. Like, they're the one aspect of hippie culture that it works, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just a soft light, gets the mood going, but like, I've just been trying to like make the environment uh, more. Uh, like uh, work with me and what I'm trying to do and creativity oriented. Yeah, it's it's weird because I'm always like, oh man, it looks like such a great day outside. And then you're like, I want to write. And then you sit mm-hmm. down and you're like looking outside and you're like, but it's so nice outside. Yeah. And you're just like, <laughs> so sometimes you do just need to close yourself off and mm-hmm. like just m- make that mood. But that's just one thing I've been trying lately, and it's. Uh, yeah, like with songwriting, it's all it's all different for me. Like it's, I almost start with all instrumentals first. Like it all just like I kind of like write out uh, like if it's piano or if it's guitar, usually guitar. I'll like almost like build the entire skeleton of a song wow. first before any lyrics or anything like That's that. That's impressive. It, it like I kind of wish I didn't do it that way because it, like the lyrics kind of uh, the lyrics and the melody like the vocal melody kind of come uh, secondary s- secondary and it's like almost like I've got too many options to work with at that yeah. point because I'm like not basing it off of that mm-hmm. so I'm just like shit. But then like, it's nice because you can really get those vocals to sync up with the music yeah. uh, as close as possible. Because yeah. I think that's a, there's a lot of cool moments out there in music where the vocals aren't exactly the driving force yeah. of mm-hmm. the song, but they add just more to yeah. it. Yeah, you know? and I, I don't know if that's just been like kind of like the some of the music that I resonate with subconsciously is just like, the the vocals have a strong strong uh raw kind of uh like part of the song but it's not the driving factor and it's uh almost like like i listen to a lot of shoegaze so it's almost like another instrument in a way Mm -hmm. for a lot of the things like but it's also contradictory because i listen to a lot of like 80s pop and uh, <laughs> other stuff like that. So, like, Very vocal centric. Yeah, there's like, there's a push and a pull in different directions. And so, like, I think that I'm still just really trying to uh, figure out my writing style, even like a decade into it and still trying <laughs> to figure it out. But it's cool. Like, I usually just come up with some ideas where I'm just like, Ugh. like, I can't think of it being anything else, but I, I, I can see it. Uh, 
working some different ways, but sometimes it's just like you can't force it. You just got to go with what's going on and mm-hmm. you just got to uh, like do it and move on. Yeah, that's like kind of the thing that I've been dealing with a lot. So I feel like the more content you push out, the higher chance there is of you coming across something that's really good and that people are going to really enjoy. Um, You know, I think a lot about the way that Beck writes music because he I mean, if you listen to his music, it's it's generally like um, you could just do one droning note over the majority of it. And yet he builds this entire orchestra around this one droning note, you know, which yep. is a- amazing to me. That's, like That's like a kind of a cornerstone of writing that I actually jive with a lot. Funny enough, I never really listened to Beck before. Yeah. And ever, like <laughs> he seems like he's right up my alley, just like genre jumping, genre bending. Like he just does his own thing. He's like his own... He's his own entity, but then he's doing all these different things, like full band wise and everything like that. And so it's funny that I've never really listened to him. And like, I know there's songs that I know from him, but yeah, I've never delved super deep into his discography or anything like that. Beck is like David Bowie, kind of in in the in the respect that he kind of takes on different personas throughout his career, and he does one album with he's like a long haired hippie dude, you know, and the next album he's like a perky short haired like yeah. little folk artist you know yeah, and he's yeah, doing yeah. his thing and then the next one he's like some 70s like bg's figure you know oh, which is dude, yeah that's sounds like amazing uh, man i and, i wish i could do that like i wish i was more character centric like i wish <laughs> i was just like all right this is gonna be the the like 80s part of me and then next is gonna be this like angsty grunge 90s like metal part of me and like everything else like that but I always try and meld it together as much as possible, which isn't the easiest thing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it seems like you got a pretty good hold on it when you were you came in to record a, a single and it's got two very different sort of halves, uh yeah. sonically and they go so well hand in hand. Well, I appreciate it. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was I think that's kind of how I hooked Austin was with this song almost. <laughs> yeah, I was I was going back and forth just looking at my options, which were very vast. But then I was like, I got to go with this guy. This guy right over here. So to my right. <laughs> well, uh, I have sent that song off to distribution now. So Wonderful. It's nice. coming out uh, November 13th, Friday the 13th. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Spooky season, but after. <laughs> Are we allowed to say the name? Yeah. Go Chandelier. Ahead. Yeah, maybe, yeah. No, uh, yeah, I recorded the guitars and like vocals and stuff here, and it was some of the funnest like experiences I've had because it's always just me and my small little fucking uh, <laughs> room. It's just like not that fun. So I'm just really looking forward and just really wanting to collaborate more than anything now. So I love that. Yeah, no, yeah. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, no, you guys, uh, again and again, I love you guys, what you're doing. You brought the heat. You brought the heat, though. Brought the Straight heat. up. <laughs> it's so nice to work with somebody who has a conceptual idea of what they really want to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
um, and has the talent to execute it, <laughs> yeah. at least within uh, a, yeah. a, a number of takes that's reasonable. You know, well, yeah. <laughs> let's not let's not talk about the lead we tried to, uh, tried to record that last time. Well, you, you know, all yeah, about the lead yeah, it's been fun learning. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Wait, was that? Did you do that? Um, the one that was the re-record? No, that was no, actually me. That too. was you. Okay, yeah, yeah, tight, yeah. tight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you want to give credit to me. Yeah. <laughs> give him no, good job. Yes. All right. I'm not a, yeah. Perfect. Have you guys been uh, been recording at all? Or are you kind of writing songs at this point? Um, so uh, this is the part where I said I was going to be a little bit mystic about. Uh, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, so I can't remember what I all told you guys about it. Uh, I think I can divulge that there is uh, a double EP that's going to be... Uh, released within the next three to four months i would say that's a decent timeline mostly because distrib distributing it takes so long and yeah it's, it's like annoying. a whole month you have yeah. to plan in advance and it's it's just like oh man i just spent like months and like all this like time and emotional energy on this song and i'm like let's send it off and it's like oh we're not going to look at it for the next three to four weeks. And then after that, we'll decide whether or not it's available on Spotify and Apple and everything. Like yeah. That. So it's just like, uh, as much as you'd like to say like, Oh man, I, this is going to be coming out. It's super tough to really schedule things out. You know, yeah, I'm somewhat grateful for that. Like, month gap that distributing takes because it forces you to have sort of a a plan a plan yeah, 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 yeah exactly yeah. have a mm -hmm. have a date set have some promotion stuff yeah material ready physical go. copies yeah merch stand <laughs> shit get everything oh yeah do you see that bay thing so that that's what i was about to say <laughs> <laughs> do you guys see that thing? what they're uh, they're doing um like yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. the bay's having like a big merch yeah like garage sale sort of thing so a bunch of different bands are gonna come and set up their merch stands that they would have at yeah. shows yeah yeah, you yeah know? that's cool so everyone can which go around is and... funny because like when you said bay I thought of the like the the uh, the B pop culture like B A E, -A -E. I was like <laughs> do you see the bay thing I was like what was the bay thing but no like I I literally just sent an email like yesterday. Yeah. To try and be in that. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, dude, I, yeah. I think the, the plan is to be there. And I only, we only now have uh, just the two merch items. The but, shirt and the hat. Yeah, the shirt and the hat. But I also have like resale thrift that I might as well just bring along. Oh, see yeah. yeah. It's, it's always yeah. easier to like tell if you want something when it's like right there in front of you so have y'all heard of uh marble, marble teeth? teeth uh dude i dude, was i was hive mind right it's crazy <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. yeah speaking of the repurposed merch that you you brought it up first so i'll let yeah. you yeah i i got to play that show with him at the mez he's a great guy oh is he from illinois i, I want to say yeah um, his he's from uh, a little artist away. name is marble teeth marble teeth yeah yep um but he will thrift his uh merch items he'll get like a windbreaker and i think he works at a screen printing yeah uh, he might work at relentless or or no he lives in a different oh state. oh yeah. yeah yeah okay <laughs> that'd be dope relentless hit me up i want to work there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it would be dope to work there hell yeah but yeah, he screen prints on like thrifted clothing items yeah. and sells them. He just brings a whole clothing like, rack yeah. and lets and you pick that's, whatever. That's honestly like an idea that I had 
um, like I I'm I'm I try and be as like environmentally uh, conscious and like just sustainability and everything else like that. And I'm like, yeah, there's plenty of these shirts that can be unique. Uh, like shirts, pants, jackets, anything else like that could have something totally crazy on it. And if you just repurposed it, put like a logo on it, mm-hmm. it would be so special for anybody if they're yeah. really into it. And yeah. so like, I think that's a great idea. It gives a whole new yeah. life to mm-hmm. a piece of clothing. I just don't have that. Yeah. I don't have that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that into the, <laughs> right. the printing, the printing press, whatever you want to call it. I tried screen printing my own merch one time and it really? went poorly. <laughs> like, did you just have like a screen? Like, no, I got like an actual screen. I okay. got like the whole cheap setup you know amazon as much as i could (laughs) but i just you know it it takes more practice i gave it like three good passes and i got some like (laughs) yeah like i i I have no idea what like what it all entails but i know it would just be so nice to like be able to do that at your leisure Mm -hmm. (laughs) and be able to be like yeah i just got this one shirt that has like this weird like like crazy uh what it uh like touristy design like a yeah tommy bahama shirt that i yeah. want to throw something on like yeah it'd be super dope oh man that reminds me of when i was out in hawaii a couple years ago um we dressed up as 70s tourists and went and walked around downtown kona which in in concept is a great idea um but in in retrospect uh it we just like embodied everything that everybody who lives there hates you know so did they did you feel that hatred i kind of felt that oh. hatred. It, was, it was sad it was sad which is kind of funny let me let me see if i can pull it up real quick because i think i found a thrifted shirt that is of kona you said you were walking yeah, around kona yeah kona and it's on my depop oh yeah i was looking at that uh let me see Oh no no, it was, it was different, but it's still supposed to be a volcanic island. Whoa, and it's actually a cool shirt. That it looks like that's a, that's definitely Hawaii right there. Yeah yeah yeah. So I thought it was Kona for some reason, but yeah, it's Kakua. Kakua, Kakua Big Island. <laughs> Kakua nice. Big Island. <laughs> oh god. Kilauea. Oh god. Do the... you hear that? It's an avalanche. There's a rock slide happening. Watch out, Austin. There's one coming oh, right for ah! you. Huh? It's time for rock slide. Is that roll. a little hard? <laughs> oh, my scared. God. The rock slide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa, you're going to place that on me? <laughs> a rock slide. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> it is time for rock or roll. We're going to give you bands and stuff that you are going to tell us if it rocks or if it can roll the hell out of here. I will pass often on this. Mostly to Austin. All right, let's do this. <laughs> pass often. Austin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Joy Division. Uh, we'll say rock because I don't really know Joy Division. Uh. 
You're killing me. Joy Division rocks. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's that's one. I baby. was looking around the room and I saw everyone's like, "You better answer right." <laughs> that's one, maybe one yes, which makes a cumulative yeah. yes. It's a one and a half. Yeah. Yes. All right. Sure. Rock or roll, ABBA. Yeah, they rock. I would say real rock. hard. <laughs> only because I feel like I have. Uh, only listen to them like ironically but like from other people but every time they play it i'm just like this is amazing like <laughs> they, like it, yeah. they they know how to get you feeling good yeah. well yeah. for me correct answer yes abba yeah. does indeed yeah. rock yeah, yeah, yeah. There, well, is, there is correct and <laughs> there are correct and incorrect answers to this. <laughs> we're being graded on this right? yeah. um brand new is a touchy subject yeah they are they rock to me still they are a big big influence on me they're good yeah. i do not condone what jesse lacy did and i hate that and it's like just like a big big stain big stab to the heart that yeah. like everything that they did was basically now incredible big, uh, incredible Uncredible? Incredulous? Incredulous. In okay. Yeah. Incredulous <clears throat> because of that. And I'm just like, uh, yeah. It sucks because like that music had a huge influence on me growing up and everything like that. And so Yeah, it's really it, hard. Yeah, so like and so I'm trying to be realistic and saying like that is awful. I don't condone it. I will not try and give them any more credit than the credit they're due. From they an just, influential standpoint, yeah, but, though. But they still have an influence on me. Like, and, like, at the I time... Can take back, yeah. Yeah, mm. you know, you can listen to music yeah. at, at the time, and it's like, that's what it was. Yeah. And that's all you can really say. Yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, we, they were a huge influence. We that's could go with sucks, another yeah. touchy one. The, the Smiths. Yeah. Fuck Morrissey. Fuck Wrong. Morrissey. I'm I'm more lighthearted and whimsical about this. Fuck you, Morrissey. Uh, but the Smiths rock. Like yeah, uh, yeah. We were just talking about uh, Johnny Marr, and he's just a pioneer. We were saying. Yep. Yeah, like a goddess. He he was doing things that uh, people weren't even thinking about doing in that day. Like nope. oh god. So the Smiths are fantastic Morrissey songs. Yeah, meet us in the ring, Morrissey. <laughs> yeah. Meet us you in the ring. He's old as hell. Yeah, he's old. <laughs> All right, one last one. Rock and roll, Third Eye Blind. I'm gonna say roll. I would say roll. Yeah. I've wow. never, I've never liked. I and I don't know if this is like pertinent, but. College rock. <laughs> is, yeah. Is that third eye blind? Well, the only the only college rock band that I find myself drawn to, or at least the, that is commonly defined as college rock, would be the Pixies. I think the Pixies. I I think college college when I think college rock, I'm thinking Pixies and I'm thinking Soundgarden. Nah, to a a lesser extent. Way off. I'm thinking Third Eye Blind. uh, What is it? Because the the, Verve. Well, that's like 
No, like no, that's not what I'm thinking. It's no. third eye blind and like what are those other? Guys? I'm thinking like the music in like American Pie and stuff like that. I, I'm thinking of frosted like... tips. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Who's the Sugar Ray? Who's the... yes? Okay. Yes. College Rock Sugar yeah. Ray. Yeah. Um, God, I can never remember because I'm always like, ah, oh, this isn't that great yeah. to me. When I think like college rock, I think like what's that song that's like Oh that's like college rock to me because like Jimmy Jimmy Eat World Jimmy Eat World Bowling for Soup. Yes. Yeah. I mean bowling for soup was a bit different for me just because like That's more they just had some really good like jams that everybody can get into. Yeah, that that is Jimmy Eat World though. Is it? Is I that the so. middle? I think so. No, yeah. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Oh. I feel like that was way. Do, 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 I think do, Jimmy Eat World do, was do, way do, before. Yeah. What is that? <clears throat> Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Well, when you when you do that, I think I think Jet, are you gonna be my girl? Oh yeah. Similar. That falls into the same category in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. See, like I like the Verve because they have. Uh, some great uh, shoegaze influence there, which mm-hmm. is dope. Yeah, and like, I can't say a lot about Sam- Soundgarden. Pixies are dope, but I only know what I know from them from Rock Band. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <nice>. Yeah. <laughs> Just for anybody out yeah. there, and you included, l- listen to Surfer Rosa. That Surfer is Surfer Rosa. Pixies. Un- yeah, unbelievable Pixies mm-hmm. album, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh. Never not liked them, so. There's a song about a superhero named Tony. It's called Tony's Theme. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. No, I it's can't crazy. Wait to re- I, it's yeah, crazy. I need to what, listen. What to is that. the album with the baser on it? That's uh, Doolittle. Yeah. You can listen to that album. That's but you the only one really with the, like Capuchin Monkey on it, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's the little bit more pop centric one. Um, and a lot of people say it's their best album, but I like Surfer Rosa because I like In Utero better than I do. Never mind. It's sort of the same comparison, yeah. right? Okay. Between yeah. the two. Commercial to like more. More raw. More, of, yeah, raw, yeah. Like they're recording in a big old fucking warehouse, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Sort of sound. Which is cool. That's, that's something that I love about music history. Yeah. Is that these people were like, oh, okay, we'll make this commercial one and then we'll just make what we have. Right. And it's not to say that commercial is worse. No. It's just like. It's it different. has more strict limitations, I would yeah. say. I was going to say earlier that half of music, music's intrigue for me is uh, listening to it from a producer standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know? How they, mm-hmm. how they do that part? How did they do that? How, you did, know? how did they do that? Yeah, and yeah. Which, which makes those more sort of low-budget sort of raw albums way more interesting yeah. for me. Yeah. Just way more cerebral, and, engaging. And Infuriating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, they, why? They like, can be. They had l- like <laughs> ten times less of the equipment that I have, and I like still can't fucking make it. <laughs> right. Sound like that. <laughs> so it's just like, Ugh. come on. Yeah. All right. Austin, I wanted to talk about some influence influences Ooh, what, what are some influences when you started out with guitar what what were the oh. go-to bands that you started you know practicing? better answer this correctly um, i don't know if this, <laughs> this is, is a not co- rock or yeah. roll there are not <laughs> wrong answers uh definitely i was influenced by green day a lot because it's like you could wrong learn answer. it quick <laughs> yeah. you could learn hey 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 you could learn it quick 
and it sounded like the recording. Yeah. So I in, totally in, what you want from in, the, yeah. in the sense of hardly compatible uh, guitarists, that's okay because I was super into Blink One Eighty Two. So you, you said yeah. hardly. Hardly. You said hardly. <laughs> Okay, all right, go ahead. Well, that's that's what I was trying to say is like oh, in terms of compatibility. This is okay. this is a dating show right now trying to figure <laughs> oh, out okay, whether or okay. not he's going to work. So <laughs> And then I mean, I always like I would say like what really wanted what really made me want to play guitar is like Jimmy Page and like all that like 70s rock, like the just the killer yeah. riffs and all that stuff. So like that was like what wanted me to play the guitar but then like i was like i can't do that so then i started with green day and i worked my way up yeah <laughs> i worked i started with the white stripes in terms of guitar i yes. mean you know learning icky thump was probably the oh, hardest yeah. the hardest of all of their songs to learn you know with Sick the exception riff. of maybe ball and biscuit with some of those crazy riffs oh, you know one. but i got you guys both beat oh no all right never shout never Oh, okay. Oh, man, dude. Look at this guy. Oh, it's cold. It's cold. What's that album with the octopus on it? Oh, uh... I don't know. It's octopus. got some awful name. I don't know. I just remember, like, Big City Dream, and that oh, was, like, yeah. one of the first songs that I, like, played guitar and sang with, I remember. But, yeah. Mine was... <laughs> Yeah, I win because never shout never. Go on. <laughs> um, Can you remember the first song you learned? The first song I learned, I think it was Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Nice. There you go. I yeah. think. But Mozart was a genius. <laughs> Indeed. Mary had a little lamb. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. He, he set the foundation, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a killer riff. No, it goes hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it goes tell, hard. Tell us some more influences you had in your guitar playing. Um, I guess more recently it's been. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of Rain Wolf. I've heard the name. Yeah. Uh, if you were talking about Kexp earlier, he's got some really good uh, clips on there from like a show or a recording he did on there, and but he's real like just raw blues, like heavy. Yeah. Killer voice. He's from Saskatchewan, Canada, I think. I actually saw him in Omaha like August last year and it, like I didn't think I was going to see him ever. I saw that he had tickets there and it was in this little small bar. I can't fucking remember what it was. But I was like, oh, I wonder how much was this cost. Lookout Lounge, I think we talked about this. Maybe. I don't Maybe. know, but go it was, on, go on. But he he said like his manager didn't really want him to come back cuz it was such a small venue. And, uh, but he, it was like one of his first shows there or something. And he's like, we're just going to come back. So like King Nun was the opener, Mm. another amazing band. Yeah. Like I was front row. I about got hit in the face by his guitar a couple times. (laughs) Fuck yeah. And like, I got to talk to all the members of King Nun. I got to talk to Jordan Cook, the lead singer of, uh, and guitarist for, uh, Rain Wolf. And like, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if you guys have seen, like he'll play guitar and drums at the same time. Oh, like it's insane. He he's he's amazing. I think I have seen that. Um, I there was some guy who was doing that, and it very well may have been him because it was really fucking good. Yeah, I was like, this guy has to be famous in some other respect. I mean, he yeah, he's opened up for the Who. I th- I th- uh, I th- he's opened up for the Who. I'm not sure who else, but like he's 
Yeah, he's crazy. He's awesome. Yeah. Oh man. And super nice. Yeah. I super I love nice. I love those little tricky tropes or not tropes. Those the little um, just exercises that nobody else is bothering to try and do. Mm-hmm. You know, playing yeah. guitar and drums at the same yeah. time. Oh god, yeah. I'm like. Try- I tried to do that one time because my family, um, like, were all musicians. They all like to sing, so I would be like, here, sister, play the bass. You just got to play these notes. And then I was like, bass drum, snare. Bling. But d- does, Bling. He, does he, like, strum and then hit the snare with every strum? Sort what of? he does is he just, he just like, like uh, does hammer-ons and stuff, and he's playing, like, with the feet and like with one hand on the drum. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow, man. That yeah. takes a freaking lot. And it's just like so on it's like on time. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Still got like a ton of feel. Yeah. Oh, man. Super badass. You have to just let it roll like the entire song and rhythm run through you. Actually, yeah. if you look on my Instagram, I think I do have a a video of when I was I saw it live too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And one of the drums was falling over, and someone <laughs> so what was it just him, or did he? Well, he a had band? a band, but oh, then okay. like at one point, like the band went, they might have went out for a Siggy, but then like <laughs> he was just like, up there. Fuck this, <laughs> do it on your own. And he's like, I guess yeah. I'll do it with my feet. Okay, he is amazing. Wow, I, it's looking like that time. Yeah, what has been going through your iPod Nano, Kobe? My iPod Nano. Uh, probably never shout never if we're talking about my nano. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, I've actually been like, I'm new, not new to Spotify, but like I've been getting really into their like playlist algorithms and stuff like that. And Mm. just like, really yeah, like I used to be like, so like, oh, I like what I like. Let me just have a library of every song that Uh I like and exclude everything else. So like I've been digging that a lot. There's a playlist called Pulp. <laughs> huh. uh, it's got a lot of just like underground post-punk, I guess you'd call it. Like call it, yeah. And that's like really, um, just kind of like it. Just seems like the most fun music. It's just people just getting together with their friends and just like jamming in a garage and just doing different things. And it's to me, it just seems like the most fun. But then I've also been listening to like. A lot more shoegaze recently, as I've brought up shoegaze, shoegaze, shoegaze. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, it's been getting probably a little bit more into more raw music lately. Yeah. Like, uh, mm. less, like, produced, less, like, synthy, like, more, like, just, like, raw guitar and, like, kind of, like, aggressive vocals, raw aggressive vocals and are stuff you, like are that. Are you a Slint fan? I've heard... A, a lot from some people lately, but I have not listened to them yet. But I feel like I yeah. would probably like them. Check out Spiderland. Spiderland. <clears throat> Spiderland, okay. dude. It's great. I mean, the the album artwork is totally representative of the music. Cool. Because yeah. it's, it's just them, like the four, they're like four, like 17, 18 year old kids, yeah. like in a, in a, like a, uh, like a big old ravine. Or something like just like is it, poking is it out. like California ravine like where they have all no, the like things. It's it's more of a it's, oh it's a quarry. They're uh, like in a big quarry, and in the lake at the bottom, and their just heads are poking out. And then there's like black bars across the top and the bottom. Dope. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. it's yeah, like I've heard super raw. Like I just was brought 
like they were just brought to my attention not too long ago so like it's just something i don't know why yeah it's just always like yeah i'll check that out and then it's always like I haven't checked that yeah, out. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's now it's set in stone in the podcast. Yeah. So anybody who listens is yeah, gonna and I'm going to be you. called out by it. Huh? <laughs> Everybody's yeah. just going to bring up. Do you listen to Slim? You yet? listen to Slim? <laughs> 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 right. Austin, what's been oh. going through your iPod Nano? It's funny that Colby said he's been listening to more like raw, like heavier stuff. Because I've been, I when I was younger, I was more like classic rock is the only thing that's really good yeah but like i'm really tense right now the veins are popping (laughs) (laughs) but like i've been listening to i've actually been listening to like a lot of like bedroom pop stuff like just like do it yourself people like uh gus dapperton yeah we were talking about gus dapperton last night dude he's sick you listen to his new album orca it's so good i haven't i heard his (coughs) the latest single medicine or yeah medicine oh yeah that's i thought I don't remember if, that, is that, if that's on Orca or if it's on a I'm not poly, sure. pre-release, whatever poly. But yeah, he's amazing. And then like uh, Dayglow, I've been listening to a lot. Dayglow's good. Uh, who else? Slowpulp and like the Hubbards. I there's wow. some more like they're not really bedroom pop. They're more like just do it yourself like indie. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, dude. I don't know any of those artists except for Gus Dapperton, and it it's totally it totally goes to show how anybody can find whatever it is that they like out of the vast well of music that there is out there because anybody can make anything and, and put it up anywhere. Plenty of it. There is there. plenty yeah. of good shit yeah, that you can yeah. choose from of all different kinds of yeah. crazy genres. It's, I, of it's almost like there hasn't been an avenue that that hasn't been trodden at this yep. point. You know, in terms I mean, of musical like, experimentation. Yeah, like everybody talks about local scenes and everything, and they're great. Like, I think that's super great to have, like, a community and everything else like that. But it was all subject to local scenes for a long time. Yeah. yeah. So it was whether or not you were, like, cool enough to, like... Break that barrier. Break yeah. that barrier. Arctic Monkeys the, were the best in Sheffield, England. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were my yeah. first song that I learned. I really? Learned that, um, yeah. <laughs> Bet you look good on... Hell yeah. Oh, really? Are You Mine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, that's uh, not that's, Are You it Mine. It was Are You Mine, though. Oh. It's not the other one that I was just Do doing. I want to know? Oh. Yeah. yeah. It was wow. definitely Are You Mine. Are You Mine? I just learned that on guitar, actually, because it's it just like, I love this song. I got to learn so it. It's so fun. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It, yeah. It was in, like, a Kraken rum commercial really? a long time really? ago, like, right after it <laughs> Wait, came out. Wait, was it Bacardi? It, no, it no, was it Bacardi. It was Bacardi, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was I Bacardi. remember that. Yeah, yeah. Bacardi, there was, like, a Mardi Gras parade, and that was playing yeah. in the background. I was like, okay, all right. I, I, I remember was up that. in the air about this, and now it's amazing. Yeah, okay. I remember Bacardi that is one. not mine. Fuck Bacardi. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Damn, Dude, oh we God. had the sponsorship yeah. lined up. Bacardi can take a hike. Austin, oh. you're out. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, now that Austin has been uh, ejected from the ejected. band, we will send you off. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Hardly. Thank fun. you guys for having yeah. us. This was dope. This was great. It was. We'll have to have you guys back on sometime it was soon. Yeah. yeah. 30th episode, <laughs> you guys are back. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah I'm, whenever you guys <laughs> want us, if you guys just want some 
some drunk in the corner just spewing off some like stupid little like candid <laughs> things. I'll be there. You don't that's have exactly to pay what, me anything. Yeah. We were trying to think of what this podcast was missing, and I think that's it. A yeah. drunk hobo in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need we need we need more guys like those two Muppets who are su- sitting yeah. up in the balcony. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That could be. That'll be you two, just yeah. drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll just poke our head into the, the window well here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thank you, guys.